0: Salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, the Commish, and I am wrapping up the last two divisions of my evaluations and rankings for the 2021 NFL season. I have done each division up till now based off of CBS Sports Twitter and tweet that came out about a month ago of which they had selected the best division based off the quarterback, I decided to put my own spin on it and decide to talk about each division, ranking each team within the division, based off not just the quarterback, but both offense and defense. So for this evening, I am wrapping it up with the AFC East and the NFC East. It just so happens that the NFC East is the worst division with regards to quarterback. Now, I'm going to try my best to make the fighting argument that the NFC East, albeit may not be the prettiest, the most flamboyant, the most fashionable uh, division in the NFL, but it's probably the ruggest, the toughest, the hardest, the grittiest, the dirtiest, the nastiest division that there is. And whether we get credit for that, and I'm saying we because my team, my beloved team, Washington's football team is in that division. I'm going to do my best not to sound so one-sided. I'm going to do my best not to sound like a homer when it comes to the NFC East. But with that being said, let's get started with the AFC East. I have the ranked as the, as far as the best teams within that division from one to four, naturally. And the first team that I have ranked in the afc east that will do well this season will be the buffalo bills yes the buffalo bills that made it all the way to the afc championship i have as the best team in this division i grade them an a needless to say they they are probably uh one of the best teams in the afc never mind a division uh there was a ranking some time back on nfl network of which Man by the name of Mark Ross, that Mark Ross. He decided to give us the five most complete teams in the NFL, and just so happens that the Bills is number five on his list. So, needless to say, outside of what Mark Ross thinks, outside of what CBS Sports may think, the commission's gonna tell you tonight that Buffalo Bills is the team to beat in that division. Why? Because they bring back a loaded, talented team that is hungry and on the verge of the Super Bowl. This team may be the biggest and best completed team in the NFL, not to take away from the Chiefs, not to take away from the Buccaneers. But when I think of Buffalo, I think about nothing but dominance. And I think because they were brand new to the AFC Championship, they were brand new to the playoffs and how many years, I can't say if they were fully prepared to take on the onslaught of the Kansas City Chiefs. And considering they were playing in Kansas City, I think it was a no-brainer that Buffalo didn't stand a chance. But going into this season, I questioned maybe one or two things. One thing in particular that really grabs my attention is the running game. Where is that running game going to be? How are they going to be established this year? Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, and from my understanding, they have a Zach Breda. Zach, Zach, I'm sorry, Matt Breda. Excuse me, Matt Breda. Shout out to him. I believe he's coming over from San Fran to Buffalo. So they have running running backs. They have... I want to say a fairly solid running game established there in Buffalo. Is that going to be enough? I know for what the defense didn't do, they probably could have played a lot better against uh, Kansas City, but they didn't. But I believe they will improve as as long, uh, as long as the offense improves. Offense improves, defense improves. And they went out and drafted in the first round. Mr. Greg Russo from Miami. 6'6, 280, uh, full of steam, full of motor, big dude, solid dudes clogging up that middle. Maybe going to even rush the quarterback. You never know. That pass rush is something that they had to work on as well for this upcoming season, which is why they drafted a new 14th in the division. I'm sorry, 14th overall in the NFL. So I got to believe the defense is and will and must improve when we're talking about the Super Bowl. I like the Buffalo Bills, what they're going to do. Of course, they bring back my man Josh Allen, and they do bring back uh, Stefan Diggs, along with a number of other guys that you knew lit it up for them this past. He had one of the best seasons in a long time there in Buffalo. I'm looking at Buffalo. Again, I give him an A the next team to do well or should do well this upcoming season. And I gotta believe when you're looking at this team from top to bottom, you can't question why this team wouldn't be a a successful team moving into the future. I grade them an A minus and that would be the New England Patriots. Yeah, that New England Patriots. They once had Tom Brady and a slew of other guys. Julie Edelman just retired. So now we've got a team that is not new but it's new to a system that if you were, if you opted out last season, which was the case for a lot of guys from New England, if you opted out, then you didn't really get a chance to play with quarterback Cam Newton. Cam comes back for one more year to prove to a lot of people that he could still be that bona fide, solid, MVP quarterback that he was a few months, a few years back. And I got to believe he's going to bring with him that flair, that that swag that he once had. I think he's going to bring that back to the table. I know Belichick is working with this man left and right, up and down, making sure that he is better prepared for this upcoming season. That offense was ranked 27th last year. I, I believe they will improve. The defense was ranked 15th. But this is the reason why they invested so much money in free agency. They spent well over $120 million or so on these free agents. And never mind the guys that were out on COVID last year. They all come back. Everyone's coming back this upcoming season. It should be a sight to see, to see how well the Patriots play. And I got to believe as long as Cam is hot, the rest of the team is going to be just as hot. And I got to believe if the Buffalo Bills do not, if they do not make way with New England Patriots, then the New England Patriots is going to be the team of that division again without Tom Brady. And I got to believe this is what Belichick is up against. He has to get himself, he has to get that image back on track to let everybody know that this New England team does not change because Tom Brady's no longer there. It's still Bill Belichick's team. He has something to prove this upcoming year, which is why I give him an A-. It's all contingent on what that defense does. The offense is going to look sharp. I got to believe they're going to be outstanding. They'll get that running game going. If not, you still got Cam. So we're going to see how that looks for New England this upcoming season. The third team in the division is the Miami Dolphins. And, you know, what can I say about Miami at this point? I, I, I know they are a work in progress they are a young team that is going to become that powerhouse team at some point they're in a very tough division they are in a division where a lot of the other teams are improving right in front of their very eye they are a team that if they're not careful they can find themselves at the bottom of the division and with what what miami brings to the table the dolphins bring to the table they went out and drafted Tua Tagovailoa a few years ago. They turn around and they decide to draft Waddle from Alabama, Jalen Waddle. Now, there's a reason behind all this. Outside of trying to strengthen the offense, they've got to make way with the weapons that they can prepare for Tua. So that Tua can cook. Just like we like to see Russ cook, we got to see Tua cook. And I think Tungvalu is going to do just that this season. Even though they have a fairly rough schedule to deal with, they have to improve on offense so that that defense is going to improve. It's just like what it was with Buffalo. A lot of these teams feed off of each other. They feed off the defense, and then the offense does well. Sometimes it's about the offense, and then the defense follows up. But with Miami last year, they had an outstanding defense. And then they sat down Fitz... Uh Fitzpatrick and then they brought in Tua Tungava and he didn't do bad. But he was still new to the system. He still had to understand what the system was about. And I believe he came out and said that publicly. I believe he announced to everybody that he just was not prepared for the upcoming season. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with owning up to what you know you've done wrong if you've done anything wrong. And considering the fact that this was his for his first season under this team. Under Flores tutelage, this team could very well be a playoff team this season. Could very well be. How they'll play against Buffalo, how they'll play against New England, it's gonna make all the sense in the world when it comes down to it. And Tua is gonna be the man to write that ship. I like the fact they're gonna have that running game together with Miles Gaskin. And they have receivers, Wazoo, they've got Parker, they got Fuller. Free agency. They just drafted Waddle. They got Jameski, I believe his name is, the tight end. This team is going to be a team to worry about for a long time. Me you, I give them a B for this season because this team has to gel. Once this team gels, be careful, Buffalo. Be careful, New England. They're coming for you. The last team in the division goes without saying the New York Jets. Now, I know I got fans out there that are big on the Jets and you know shout out to you guys for being faithful faithful Jet fans and I get it you know you've been with them this long some people can go back to 69 when they won their Super Bowl their only Super Bowl so the question really comes down to what is Coach Salah going to do with this team what is he going to do with a brand new quarterback in Zach Wilson what's he going to do with pretty much a new running game passing game altogether. he will be new to this team but there'll be something about his personality that's gonna rub off on everybody and it's going to be the determination to go out there and prove a lot of people wrong and i gotta believe with with coach that's exactly what you're going to see this season you're going to see a lot of guys full of confidence you're going to see a lot of guys full of motivation you're gonna see guys bend over backwards, go through a wall for Coach Law, and, and and this is gonna be the season to do so. I give them a C because everything is pretty much new to this organization. It's new, brand everything, top to bottom. A few guys come back that really made a big difference, but they went out and drafted four guys in the first few rounds this past draft. You know, they they went out there and got a Michael Carter, which is going to be electric and uh, they got elijah i believe his name is elijah moss receiver elijah Moore, excuse me receiver from out old miss this team is going to be phenomenal it's just a matter of time it may not be this season but they're on their way so i gotta give the jets a lot of credit for now getting on the right page gotta give gm joe douglas some credit as well he understands what's in front of him so this is what i see at the afc east i like buffalo Number one, number two being the New England Patriots, number three being the Miami Dolphins, number four being the New York Jets. Now on to the NFC East. And I'm gonna try my best not to uh, show any type of favoritism. I'm gonna do my best to try to keep myself composed because there's something you fork when you're talking about the NFC East that comes to me, the commission. I've been following the NFC East since I was a kid. A lot of what I've known in my lifetime comes from this division alone. And that's in large part because of the fact that, you know, you're surrounded by giant fans. And then you see a whole bunch of Dallas fans that somehow migrated to New York or New Jersey. And then you look at uh, a lot of other Philly fans that like to come out and do all the barking, loud mouth booing and everything. We know all about Philly. Shout out to Philly. I know how you, I know how you guys do. But there's always that one team sitting in the distance that has themselves some Super Bowl wins. They've been to the Super Bowl a number of times. They're familiar with championships. They're familiar with excellence. And so you got to root on the Washington football team just for that because they are champions. A lot of people don't think that right now. That's fine. But they won the division. They may not have had the best uh, record in in, in all the NFL, but they made the playoffs. And I got to believe for that reason, they are the number one team in that division again this year. Why? Because you cannot stop that defense. That is a top five defense that brings practically everybody back. They add on some new guys, add on some old guys that might've missed out due to COVID. They went out and drafted a Jamin Davis. Kentucky, just to help solidify that defense some more. I don't have to go down and run down the people that are up there on the front line. I don't have to give you the front four. You already know who they are. I don't have to give names. But the biggest question mark, and the reason why I give them an A and not an A plus, is the fact that Brian Fitzpatrick comes from Miami, makes his way to Washington. One year deal. And chances are, chances are, he may start this season. Now, this will be his, I don't know, 10th team, 12th team since he's been in the league, which really is not the problem. That doesn't even bother bother the commission. Doesn't make a difference how many teams he's been on. It's what he does with this team, how he responds to his coaches, Scott Turner, Ron Rivera. That's going to make the difference of how successful the Washington football team will be. And of course, Dallas is going to be gunning for them. Of course, Philly and New York, the Giants are going to be gunning. for I get all of that. But what are they going to do against that defense? Given that, that that entire defense is healthy like they were last year going into this year, what are they going to do against that top defense? doesn't make a difference what Dak looks like. doesn't make a difference what Daniel Jones looks like. I don't think these other teams understand that when you have a top-rated defense in a division like this, it almost doesn't make a difference what the offense looks like, which is the reason why Washington's the top team in that division, followed by the Dallas Cowboys. Shout-out to Dallas. Listen, the only reason why I'm giving Dallas a nod over the Giants and Philly is because they re-signed everybody back on offense that was necessary to be effective and efficient and superb and excellent and brilliant this coming season. And the offense is what you see and what you look at when you're talking about Dallas. You're looking at Dak Prescott. You're looking at Ezekiel Elliott. You're looking at Imani Cooper. You're looking at uh, Michael uh, Michael Gallup. You're looking at uh, DC Lamb, looking DC Lamb. Oh, yeah. Okay, all righty, I got gotcha. you. I understand you guys trying to make some noise and I get all of that but that defense uh, what about that defense if you ask me that defense was ranked 23rd and I think they were just being nice I think that defense was probably a lot worse than 23rd in the in the, in the NFL however that's where they are that defense has to improve by leaps and bounds there's no way that that defense is going to win those games for dallas if they can't get on track i don't care what dak prescott does he's gonna struggle anybody that thinks differently about dak prescott really doesn't know what it means to have their leg or ankle broken and then you gotta let it heal and then you gotta take on the poundage again of these linemen coming at you these linebackers gunning for you these safeties that are fit like linebackers now, they're going to be running at you too. Is Dak Prescott going to be ready for that? I'm giving him an A- outside what the, the defense may do, might do. What is Dak Prescott going to do? That's what I'll be looking for this upcoming season. They could very well be one of the best teams, if not the best team in the division, maybe in, in the league. But I got to see what Dak is going I got to see how his leg, I got to see how his mentality responds this upcoming season. Everybody is already shooting him into being one of the best quarterbacks, top 10 quarterbacks. I'm like, calm down. Let's see what this man does this upcoming season. Let's see how he blends with this team. And for what I understand, they have a very weak schedule this year. Not that that surprises me. For some reason or another, Dallas always seems to have a very weak schedule. Maybe that's the hater in me, but it makes no sense to me. With that being said, they're the second best team in the division. Third best team obviously has to be the New York Giants, obviously. Because between Dallas and New York, we're talking about a coin toss. We're talking about one game, that last game in the division, that's going to make or break someone's chance make in the playoffs. We all know this. It's going to make or break the chance of them winning the division. We all know this anybody that's followed the nfc east for as long as i have knows it really doesn't make a difference what the schedule is it doesn't make a difference how many games you've added to the schedule it always comes down to the last game of the season and for the new york giants i've seen how they improved on offense i've seen how they improved on defense not that i'm completely sold on their offense yet is saquon barkley gonna play is Danny Dimes ready to go out there and, and have a successful season? Now, I'll give Danny Dimes the benefit of doubt, which is why I'm giving this team also an A-. It's because this team is not a bad team. You know, as much as I love Washington, I'm still a fan of football. The New York Giants are not a bad team. I can see New York making the playoffs. I can see New York, if they don't win a division, being a wild card team. Why can't they? I mean, uh, we're talking about seven teams now in the playoffs as opposed to six. The Giants could fit up there somewhere. I, I don't know where. I don't know how, this, how, how the record's going to be. I mean, it may, spark, it may speak for themselves as far as what the Giants do. But this is a team that has to rely on what this offense is going to do. And because we're relying on Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley to be the nucleus of this offense, it doesn't make a difference who they went out and got. Kadarius, Tony, Uh, Kenny Galladay Kyle Rudolph makes no difference to me it's a question of what is Daniel Jones gonna do what is that running game that Saquon Barkley gonna do is he gonna start is he gonna play that's the biggest question mark I got to believe they will play they'll rank 31st in offense last year they got to do it this year this is it this is it a lot is on the line but I got the New York Giants three in the division of course the last team in the division Goes without saying, they're the doormat of the division. That's the Philadelphia Eagles. Not throwing shade on Philly, but come on, Philly fans. We all know the moment you got rid of Carson Wentz, the moment you got rid of Coach Peterson, this team was going to be a dumpster fire. Of course, I like Jalen Hurst. Of course, I like Devontae Smith course I like Miles Sanders I like all those guys Zach Ertz if he's still with the team Golder, if he's still Dallas Golder, if he's still there great offensive line was pretty decent last year defense need to be worked on but they'll be fine I'm pretty sure they'll rank 19th last year in defense they'll improve but there's something about this offense with this coach Nick Sirianni I'm not too big on right now there's something about this coach that makes me turn my head when you mention his name. Some similar to Chip Kelly. Remember Chip Kelly? The moment you heard Chip Kelly contracting, kind of you're like, well, who the heck is this dude? What can he do? I gotta think is not too far from that. I'm sorry, I'm calling the spade a spade. I'm questioning Nick Sirianni's uh potential and expertise and knowledge as a coach, a head coach. And because he is a coach, I have to assume. That he's knowledgeable of football but what does he know about this eagle team moving forward to make this eagle team successful i want to see what jalen hurts does for the most part i want to see what Devonte smith does for the most part miles sanders as well but this is not the same eagle team from a few years ago when they won the super bowl those that remember this is not that same team so what are they going to do this year I like what the Giants and what they have planned. Philly's not too far off. I give Philly a B minus, but I'm giving them a B minus because everything is brand new in that organization as well. Everything is brand new. Say what you want. I want to see what they do. So I have Washington, number one in the NFC East. Number two goes to the Dallas Cowboys. Number three goes to the New York Football Giants. Number four goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. I have wrapped up my rankings of all 32 teams in the nfl for those that follow or haven't followed the other game teams that i have ranked feel free to go back a few weeks to the kneel down podcast you'll see it there go through it again i got all 32 teams now in the books and of course this is based off the commission's own knowledge of football and the players that may be on these teams. You can say whatever it is you want. You can call out the commission if you want, but I'm pretty sure, pretty sure what you see and what you've heard coming from my lips to your ears is as legitimate as it may come. So, says the commission. Uh, A few things before I go. The NFL, you gotta love the NFL for what they are and what they stand for. They have made it a mandate or will make it a mandate to make sure every player or the majority of players are fully vaccinated going into this season. And if they are not vaccinated, their teams will forfeit that game on top of probably some heavy fines that will come their way. So I understand there are football players out there that don't like the thought or the idea of being vaccinated. And I don't blame them. For the longest time, I was very skeptical about the idea of being vaccinated myself. And that stems a lot on what it is we don't know about the vaccines. The vaccines, Was just created sometime this year the beginning of this year going into where we are now late july going into august so they've been established there's three different types of vaccinations and anybody is eligible to receive the vaccinations and if you play a professional sport like the nfl you would think it would be imperative that you would go out and get vaccinated because of what you had to go through last season, just to make sure your team played a game for that week. Outside, bar and by weeks, of course, it was imperative that these teams follow protocol so that they can play football each week. But now the NFL is saying, if you're not gonna vaccinate yourselves, first of all, that's foolish on your part. Because now you have to understand we're not going to keep moving games around on Wednesday nights. We're not going to keep forfeiting games because the team decides to go out and party and then everybody gets hit with COVID. You will have to get vaccinated. You will have to take the chance to go out there and get these shots ready before the start of camp or before the start of football season because if you don't, we're going to fine you for not doing it and then your team is going to lose. Your whole team will lose. Is it a good idea? I would think yes. Just for the spirit of the NFL and what they're trying to uphold. This is a multi-billion dollar business. So if you're playing, or if you're a part of this multi-billion dollar business, then the least you could do is get vaccinated. I outside of other things you may decide to do, but I get that the NFL is not playing around with this. There's no excuses anymore. Go out there, get yourselves vaccinated. Get all the information you need. One thing's for sure. If you don't get vaccinated, then you have to question what your stay is going to be in this, in this, uh, in this company. How long do you intend to stay in this organization? How long do you feel you can keep this up before you realize you're going to be out the door soon? Do yourselves a favor. Get yourselves vaccinated. I have. I'm just fine by the grace of God. You guys can do the same. I will end with this note. I will be taking some time off. I mentioned in my other episode, my previous episode, that I am going to Take some time to get myself ready and prepared for the upcoming season. I have season two to worry about. So I have to get my ducks in a row, if if that's how it's called. I gotta get myself prepared and ready for the upcoming season. I think everybody from the bottom of my heart that has committed to this season since I started this time, roughly around this time in August, means that much to me that I do it again and do it better. That's all I'm really concentrating on is doing this better so that everybody else gets a chance to hear just how well the commish knows his sports. On top of everything else that goes on the social media, I'm not gonna stop talking about that because that's what I do and that's how I roll. So with that being said, I will be back the end of August to start this up again. Season two, we'll start up again the end of August, and we'll be talking about college football along with the upcoming NFL season. This is the commission, and you have been listening to the NFL's version of the rundown and rankings here on the Kneel Down Podcast. I want to thank everybody again. Hope you have a great weekend. Peace and love to all those out there. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. I'm out.